transition is going smoothly. I know that uh, the Healy team has been meeting with Baker cabinet secretaries and others, uh, getting up to speed and, and working on that transition. I think some of it has been uh, a little slowed by the fact that Healy has been slow herself to build out her cabinet. Hi there, it's WAMC News Director Ian Pickus. And on this episode of the WAMC News Podcast, we break down the changing of the guard in the Bay State. 2023 means a major shakeup in Massachusetts state government and politics. Two-term Democratic Attorney General Maura Healey is preparing to replace outgoing two-term Republican Governor Charlie Baker. Healy has been naming cabinet officials and working with incoming Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll to staff up the administration. Massachusetts also has a new attorney general and state auditor on the way, and Democrats held overwhelming majorities on Beacon Hill after November's midterms. Joining me now for a preview is Matt Murphy of Statehouse News. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So I know we talked about uh, Governor Baker months ago, but now that his uh, exit is finally here, uh, how are you summing up his two terms in in office? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to uh, look at the governor leaving with the popularity that he is and think that he hasn't done at least something right. And I think a lot of that stems from the fact that he has been able to um, keep government uh, moving forward. Uh, limit the, the 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 bad headlines, um, limit uh, the unforced errors, uh, and he uh, projects as someone who uh, really cares about this job, and I think he does, and I think that's why uh, people like him. But that said, you know, um, he's certainly accomplished a great deal, but uh, there are also uh, some things left undone, notably the T. Uh, the MBTA, transportation uh, problems that persist, and some of these issues are going to trickle over into the new administration. What did you make of the announcement that Baker will now head the NCAA? Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of people, uh, I was uh, surprised. Uh, It caught me off guard, and uh, not because I don't think it's a fit, because I think if you uh, take a step back and look at it, uh, on some levels, it does make a lot of sense. And we heard uh, from the search committee, uh, the president of Baylor University and others, that what they were looking for was someone with connections in politics, someone with experience running a big organization, and also someone with experience bringing together disparate voices. And that's certainly something you have to do in government when you're working with a legislature, when you're working with uh, 351 cities and towns and communities. So on that level, it makes a lot of sense. Also, given his deep connections and family roots in college athletics, him having uh, played basketball at Harvard, his wife uh, being a college athlete, his two sons uh, being college athletes. But I think where the surprise came in was uh, after he decided to step away from the governor's office and not seek a third term, uh, he's been talking like someone who uh, perhaps needed a break. He was talking about his grandchild who's due in February. I think a lot of us thought that he was going to take a bit of uh, time off uh, before he dived into something. Uh, and this is a, a big uh, pool to dive into, a big national profile here running an organization that, uh, frankly, has a lot of issues and a lot of uh, challenges confronting it right now. So Baker and Healy had warm things to say about each other uh, just after the election. How is the transition going as we get closer to Healy taking the reins? 
Yeah, you know, as far as uh, I think we know, as far as I know, I think the transition is going smoothly. I know that uh, the Healy team has been meeting with Baker cabinet secretaries and others, uh, getting up to speed and and working on that transition. I think some of it has been uh, a little slowed by the fact that Healy has been slow herself to build out her cabinet, which uh, is not giving some of these top-level senior officials uh, in the incoming administration a lot of time to sit down. Uh, with the people who have the jobs now uh, and, and get those questions answered. But uh, it's not like these people are going anywhere. I, I think uh, that the, the information, the institutional knowledge will be there uh, should the, the new Healy administration uh, have questions when they come in. What do we know about the personnel that Healy is looking at and hiring so far? It seems to me a lot of the people are coming over from her attorney general's office. Is that right? Yeah, I think that has stood out to me as well. I think, you know, from her senior staff that she's hired, she's bringing over Kate Cook as her chief of staff, uh, Gabe Viatore as her uh, senior advisor. And and some of the cabinet picks you're seeing, people that she has worked with, either directly from the attorney general's office, moving across the street to the state house now to lead uh, agencies like uh, the uh, Executive Office of Energy and Environmental Affairs, or she's uh, grabbing people uh, who she's worked with in the past, uh, her new climate advisor coming back uh, to Massachusetts from the EPA uh, to join the Healy administration uh, after working in the uh, attorney general's office. So, yeah, she's she's building a team of people that she is uh, comfortable with and familiar with, uh, people she has worked with uh, and trusts, and uh, we'll see if that serves her well. What kind of portfolio will the new Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll have in this administration? I think that's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, we got accustomed to seeing uh, Lieutenant Governor Polito be uh, the sort of eyes and ears for Governor Baker out on the road uh, and a liaison to uh, cities and towns across Massachusetts. We've heard uh, Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll say she wants to play a similar role. And of course, that would make a lot of sense, given her background coming from uh, as, as the mayor of Salem. Uh, currently uh, to this job. Uh, I think you'll probably see her continue to fill that role to some degree. Uh, But I think we may see her take on uh, some other uh, issues in her portfolio. I think Healy has alluded to that. I think we just don't know yet uh, how big of a force she will be in the new administration. But I think uh, what we've seen so far from the two of them is that they are trying to approach this together. This is not Healy going off on her own doing events. They've been to a lot of places together. Uh, and I think we're going to see uh, Lieutenant Governor-elect uh, Driscoll uh, quite involved in the new administration. What do we know about what Healy's top priorities will be? I mean, what are her plans for the you know early weeks and months of her administration? Yeah, well, she's got a couple things right off the bat to deal with. I mean, she's talked about restructuring uh, her uh, administration uh, and she will have to file something right away to accomplish that. Uh, the legislature will have to approve. And what I'm thinking of is uh, she wants to create a new secretary of housing and split that off from uh, the executive office of economic development. Uh, so that will be one thing. Uh, and she's also talked about uh, affordability, of course, being her top priority. And uh, what that will mean in the short term, I think, uh, is uh, she will get to work on putting together her budget. And we may or may not hear her uh, talk about tax relief. This is something she said she wants to pursue. Uh, 
she uh, liked a lot of the proposals that the governor put on the table last session. Proposals that the legislature uh, even adopted, things like reforms to the estate tax, higher deductions for renters and seniors, uh, senior property owners and homeowners. Uh, but these are things that didn't get done because of the confusion at the end of the session over the $3 billion in tax rebates that went out and how much the state could afford. So I think a lot of people are looking to hear from her on, on tax relief. And uh, this could be become part of her first budget, which I know new secretary, uh, incoming secretary of administration of finance, Matt Gorkowitz, is already getting to work on. And this is due March 1st. So uh, I think that is the first big thing that we will look for from uh, from uh, Healy and her team. Let's talk about the legislature now. What is the dynamic heading into the new term uh, among lawmakers on Beacon Hill? And how are they likely to interact with the new governor? Yeah, this this is another area where, uh, you know, you have to go back eight years to remember when uh, the legislature had a Democratic governor in office. But the dynamic is not always what you might think. As we start this session, of course, now uh, Speaker Mariano uh, and Senate President Spilka have had uh, some time working together, a little more familiarity there uh, as they start this next uh, session. Um, so that relationship is, is sort of formed. Uh, but the dynamic with a Democratic governor can be different. Uh, with a Republican governor, you know, the legislature feels like uh, they can, uh, you know, kind of run the show. Um, they certainly worked with Governor Baker uh, over the years, and there are some levers that a governor can pull to exert his influence. But that's different with a Democratic governor. I think everyone expects them all to get along and be on the same page and pursue one common agenda. But I don't think that's going to be the, the, the case. And the question will be how uh, easily and smoothly uh, can Healy talk with these leaders, uh, work with them, and get them to come along to some of the things she wants to do uh, versus uh, uh, fighting with them. I think, you know, we saw former Governor Deval Patrick at times a clash with the Democratic leaders in charge at the time. Uh, it may have taken a little bit before it got to that point, but, uh, you know, the honeymoon could be short. So just one more thing. Uh, obviously, you've been watching Maura Healey in a different role for the last two terms as attorney general. Uh, it's a different position, obviously, with different uh, demands on it. But has anything that she's done as attorney general give us hints as to how she'll govern? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly a different role. I think, you know, in, in some respects, it's a little more public facing uh, at the attorney general's office. She was able to pick her spot uh, and. Uh, you know, highlight uh, the things that she was uh, passionate about, like her her work uh, against taking on Purdue Pharma or Exxon or the Trump administration. I think when you're governor, you're kind of forced to be out there uh, with an opinion on every issue. Um, I think she's been somewhat careful, and, and perhaps she's been careful in the attorney general's office as well. Uh, you know, she has built these cases and she's been successful, but I think she knows when she has the case and when she doesn't. Uh, I think it, as she's become uh, transitioning into this governor's role, uh, she's been careful in what she said. She has not tried to get out too far over her skis and kind of uh, signal where she's going on a number of issues to the frustration of some people who want to know exactly what policies uh, she's going to put forward. And she's kind of uh, keeping it close to the vest. So I think some of the the public relations of the governor's office is going to be a learning curve uh, for her. But 
Um, on the policy front, I think, you know, if she surrounds herself with a good team, we've seen governors in the past, uh, as long as they have the people there that they can lean on, um, you know, the transition can go pretty smoothly. Matt Murphy covers Beacon Hill for Statehouse News. Uh, Matt, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Always a pleasure and uh, it'll be fascinating to watch uh, what develops here. Thanks for having me. All right, that does it for this episode of the WAMC News Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Ian Pickus.